Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. April 12th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your wet, rainy, gray, ugly Tuesday morning. It doesn't feel like spring around the bluegrass just yet, but you know what they say about Kentucky weather. Nick Roush, how the heck are you, buddy? April showers, they're bringing some May flowers, Mr. Sports Talker, and I'm I'm ready for some flowers. Let's let's get let's get this rain, let's let it all rain out and then we'll be ready to rock and roll uh for the first Saturday in May. Justin Kalen, our producer, what is your favorite flower? Oh man, that is a tough one. Uh I'm going to go off the wall here. I'm going to go daisy. How about that? Wow. That's not wow. too off the wall. I like that. That's a good choice. I'm not a big flower guy, so either one of you two dated dated a girl with a flower name. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Lily, Daisy, Rose, Rose, yeah, sunflower. No, for me, sunflower. <laughs> My next door neighbor was Lily. I didn't not date her, but you did um... more than date, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, happy Tuesday to you, fellas. Roush is in Lexington. Uh, I thought I, I, a little bit more spring football activity. I thought it was over. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, offensive coordinator change 
forced them to start a week later. The spring game date was already set. So uh, we're actually hearing from the early enrollees, hearing from uh, Keontae Goodwin, Dinky, and somebody else today for the first time. Uh, Grant Bingham, that's who it is. So uh, getting our, our, uh, a final dose of some of the kids who should still be in high school before spring practice wraps up. Tomorrow, Mark Stoops is going to put a bow on things, and we can officially smack it on the bottom and call it a spring practice. All right, exciting stuff in Lexington and finishing up. And then I'm glad we get a little bit more football nuggets because after spring practice, we'll maybe hear some stuff in the transfer portal both ways, probably. You may hear some people leaving UK. Uh, hopefully a couple people may be coming into UK. And then it's you'll get like some summer reports here and there maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's then it's kind of like the long night to the start of the season. And once, once we get to August, at least fall camp will start back up and we'll be starving for the fall camp nuggets when that time comes. But a few more spring practices, and then things will get mostly quiet from the football side of things. Uh, we'll talk about that. From a basketball side of things, probably won't be very quiet very all that soon. I mean, at least you'll, there'll be rumors to discuss, and there were plenty yesterday. You bet your sweet butt we're going to be getting into that today here on Kentucky Roll Call. KRC goes 7-9. to nine. I know we've gotten some new listeners over the course of the last couple of months. We're glad that you joined us. You can listen to the show 7 to 9 on Big X Sports Radio. That's in Louisville, Southern Indiana area and some of the counties around Jefferson County. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, both sides of the dial. Replay of the show 9 to the 9 to 11 on the same stations. You can stream the show, tune in radio app data and hassle-free streaming number. If you're ever looking for ways to listen to the show, just reach out to one of us and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. And of course, the podcast, the easiest and I think the way that we have the most listeners is through the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, unlike some other shows on Big Exports Radio, we are on Spotify. Yeah. Not a huge deal. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a rating. Leave a review if you don't mind. And that podcast brought to you by Cornbread Hemp Roush, which is just getting reviews from KRC listeners from corner of the globe, from corner of the globe. Because it's all organic, full-spectrum CBD. Uh, and that full-spectrum, it makes a difference because it's not just CBD. Their extra-strength gummies got a, a hint of THC to them uh, to provide that extra punch and no, it's not going to make you feel weird on a Wednesday. It's going to make you feel good, uh, whether you've got a little aches and pains in your joints or a, a little extra anxiety you need to sleep well. Cornbread Hemp will do just the trick for you. Put in the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll receive 30% off at checkout. Visit cornbreadhemp.com today. I love that people are catching on to how good of a product it is. And that was me just like a few months ago. I, I was that person where I was like, yeah, I've heard about it. I've I've gotten into, I remember when like CBD became a thing and I, yeah. I tried it and I was like, eh, you know, I, maybe you noticed something. So I was kind of off the train, but that was like the early alpha samples of, of CBD, you know, they were still figuring out themselves exactly what they were looking for with that sort of stuff. But now cornbread hemp has basically perfected it. Now you can sprinkle in just the ever slightest amounts of THC because in Kentucky, we've got stupid laws, but they're able to work around some things here and there. And it's really turned into an all-star product and you'll like it, but check it out. Check out the podcast as well. We always love hearing from people going to Salsaritas or cornbread hemp or whatever it may be using the 
big exports radio golf card, which Justin's going to tell you about a little bit later on the show today. It's just been so rainy. We haven't been able to use that golf card. But a lot to get to on today's mm-hmm. show. Roush, anywhere specific you'd like to start? A big congratulations to Ryan Howard for being the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Mm-hmm. UK, just one of four colleges that have had number one picks in the WNBA draft, the NBA draft, and the NFL draft. That graphic was really cool that the SEC Network put out. It was cool. Yeah. Was yeah. Tim Couch the number one <laughs> Kentucky just, pick? I mean, it's a league company. Anthony, yeah. Sorry, Justin. Was it it Tim Couch on the football side? Yeah, Tim Couch. Can you name the other ones, uh, Mr. Mr. Scooter? I mean, you got Anthony. The other number one pick. You got Anthony Davis. No, Brian Howard. So you're. you're Yeah, that's that's another one. Yeah. Uh, Was did John Wall go number one? John Wall went. John Wall went number one. And then there's one more. I can't think of the third one. Oh, he just won the three-point shooting contest. Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. He's an all-star. Dang it. Okay. There we go. Always forget about him. You work totally in chronological order there. Couch, Wall, Davis, and you eventually came around to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's awesome for her. The Atlanta dream. I know that she was projected number one for most of the season, but for it to finally come to fruition. I, I thought I, – I guess I didn't think she was number one, but where did Victoria Dunlap go? She was a, like a top five pick, certainly. Uh, certainly. Uh, I would think. But I also saw the there was a girl from uh, Louisville, too, who was a top five pick yesterday. Uh, in, in, okay. Vic- Dunlap yeah. went number 11, so I was wrong. Right. Yeah, and the U of L girl went fourth. She's going to Indiana, I believe. Ink Stetler, yeah, and she's from Indiana or Indianapolis too. So that's cool. Uh, so sweet. Just as a reminder, though, the number four pick is not the number one pick. Um, nope, not as good. Uh, last I checked. And if I'm not mistaken, I think U of L women's basketball they didn't win the NCAA tournament championship, and they didn't win their conference tournament championship. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean. I, they got a cakewalk to the final four. So I guess if you like celebrating those things and whatever, but uh, they didn't, they didn't, they certainly didn't win an sec women's basketball tournament. I can tell you that much right now. And they didn't win their conference tournament championship either. So a lot of people saying Jeff Walsh can't win the big one and that Hmm. Ryan Howard, the best women's basketball player in the country. A lot of people are saying that. And um, a lot of people are saying too, that the UK softball team is going to smack the snot out of the cards tonight. If, the rain goes away yeah let's just keep all the bomb threats out of the city for this one uh just have the game played normally if Mm -hmm. possible and maybe U of L won't chicken out of this uk U of L head-to-head game but we'll see every other one this year has been (laughs) they had uh the baseball game got rained out a week ago hopefully the softball one goes on and if it's nice enough heck i might even uh Bring little Duke out there because you can just hang out outside of the outfit fence, watch watch some action. Hopefully, like we said this That'd rain. Nice. This rain is putting a damper on things. I'd really like for that rain to go away. Just get the hell out. Yeah, of here. we need we needed to get the hell out of here. But best of luck, uh, TJ to I, Lawson's cats. Yeah, best of luck they, to them. I wanted. Oh, yeah. I wanted to share though. I, I've made a. Uh, I've made a change in life. I never thought I would do this, but it's, oh, no. it's happening. I, 
I made I made the switch, TJ. I'm officially in dark mode now. Yeah. Oh, on your phone. Big deal. Five years Tell late there. Yeah. Are you Tell dark mode or are you are, are you are you dark mode or are you a light mode or, or did you did you make the Justin, switch? Justin, what do you what do you was that alone? What do you do? I mean, I I have been dark mode for probably five six years. That's that's why I chimed in with the five years late there. Just a little behind the times there, Ralph. I don't really care. I feel like I, I was I, I was the last one, you know. I normally am in light mode for what it's worth. I but I've gone I've gone both ways my entire life. I've Whoa. been oh, I've wow. been curious with that whether light mode or dark mode in that situation, and I actually have it currently on a setting where at like seven o'clock it switches over to dark mode, Ooh. and honestly, it me pretty well. Because during the day, dark mode, it, I don't know, just doesn't, I don't, I don't love it. Um, but at night, I definitely think it's better. So this little setting that I currently have going on, it fits me well, Roush. It's right for me. Yeah, and I was very against it for the longest time. And I don't know what happened on vacation. I guess uh, late one night, I was scrolling through Twitter and I was like, God, it's too bright. Let me, let me switch. And it just stuck. I don't know. I, I tried before and I, I feel like I'm... Uh, in a whole new world, I've caught up with the the Justin Kalins of the world. Come on. Uh, well, um, <laughs> you got a bed frame, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, my son does not. He's he's. We still have him on the floor, but it's mostly mo mostly for rollover purposes. Don't want him to roll out of that thing, you know. Well, maybe it's a size issue because you know he's about the same size <laughs> as Justin, and Justin wanted to stay close to the floor. Mine was for the I'm same kidding, reason. Justin. I didn't. I'm no, you're my... big. You're good golf. Mine was for the same reason. It was to keep from rolling. <laughs> I don't. I, I get a little. <laughs> you know, if you have a few too many, you don't want to roll off a bed with a frame on it. <laughs> no, all you can eat crab with throwing down all the beers. You get tossing and turning. And yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be taking a spill. Uh, you you are you were right about that. Hey, can we talk about one quick little hitter that I had written down yesterday, but we didn't get to just because it's Kentucky roll call and we normally don't get to what we're going to talk about let's do it can we talk about this hilarious uofl community feedback event that happened over the weekend oh um i did not hear about this hilarious uofl community feedback event from over the weekend it it's like a it's like a scene out of parks and rec i tweeted about it um not that anybody cares i'm most underrated twitter follower under fourteen thousand under fourteen thousand four hundred followers but neither here nor there. So I remember when they did this, they, they, when like in February, U of L just went way overboard with like, we're getting a committee and you're getting a committee and we're going to have a committee for the committee. And then that they will create their own committee and we're going to have community feedback events every two days. And everybody was like, good. We want our voices to be heard. We feel like we're a part of this thing. And in reality, like, who knows if those committees ever even formed, met, did anything whatsoever. Because uh, you didn't really hear about them after they announced that they were going to do it, although folks were pretty pumped up about it. Now, that being said, UofL went through on one. And one of them was community feedback to hear the AD as Abe comes storming into the office. Good morning, little sweet dog. Uh, so they finally followed through with one of them. And there was and the AD one. The AD one. <laughs> they wanted to have some feedback. Here's some fans. 
Tim Sullivan was there to cover it. So you had the big wig journalist in town. He wasn't going to miss out on it. He wrote an article on the write-up. They put out a hundred and thirty chairs. This can be a pretty passionate thing. There's a lot of people that like interim AD Josh Hurd. We've heard all the Tom Jurich rumblings, Roush. They is, mm-hmm. those have been absolutely hilarious. So U of L says we're setting up these chairs. This I think they did this at Cardinal Stadium in like one of the nice suite places or whatever. Uh, one of the club levels. I could be wrong about that, but they set it up. Here they go. Open the doors. People come storming in, except it's only three people. And one is former radio host, John Ramsey in the house. All right. <laughs> wow. So, was he, was he pitching his, he had to be wearing a Tom Jurich t-shirt, right? You would think there's three people there, John Ramsey, one of them. And as far as we know, this was the quote from one of the people there, not John Ramsey. Well, there's three of us, three of us in the room and an elephant. I'm here to support Tom George. <laughs> Rouch, nowhere else in Louisville is covering this or talking about this pathetic, pathetic attempt to bring Tom George back to athletic director. While I can understand UOL fans that want George back. I don't agree with them, but I can understand their sentiment. This is totally embarrassing, and I honestly think George is, ha- has to go in retirement forever after this. And no fault of his own, really, unfortunately. I love that they have like their own listening tour. Um. <laughs> um, oh, here it is. Uh, exactly six of those seats were feel- filled. <laughs> Well, well, six of them were filled, though, but one was Tim Sullivan, two yeah. were the people with U of L. So it was only- <laughs> what's great, too, is I actually know one of the, the guys that works for U of L that had to, to hear the Tom Church oh people. Gosh, you gotta, you gotta reach out. I mean, you probably yeah. think that you're gonna try to like make a story out of it or something, but you need to just get his, his honest opinion of those. Like, did they provide refreshments? <laughs> they have a coat check, you think, because the weather's been kind of bad. Oh man, where was all the Twitter people? Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know where all those folks were. They, well, if they're anonymous behind a board, they have no problem. But in terms of actually showing their support, they were they were nowhere to be found. Did I did I end up telling you that uh, one of those guys I went to grade school with at St. Paul for ten years or whatever? He he he, he lives in Florida now, so that's probably what prevented him from uh, bringing his uh, parade of Tom Jurich folks to that. But man, that is just that is so funny. Shout out to Tim Sullivan for still writing a story about it. Like well, it was a it was a tiny story. Uh, it was a very short Tim Sullivan write up. But I think that was kind of the extent of it. Like, what more do those three people need to say? Hey, we want to have <laughs> any reason why we felt like we want a lot more with him here, and he's a stand up guy. Okay, like I don't, I doubt it was a debate. I doubt like the people at U of L were like, "Well, we got in huge trouble with him leading the charge, and we basically had to restart most every program that makes money here, except for baseball." And like they wouldn't have had a back and forth, so it would have just been simply, "We want Tom Jurich." Okay, let's write this in the notes. We'll report back to U of L that the three fan contingent that showed up to the community event wants Tom Jurich. Man. So awkward, so hilarious. I wish the whole thing was on video. Oh man, that's so funny. I and it's it the the funniest part about it is like 
as much as you might be met, like I feel like if you look at the basketball program right now, all you're getting is Louisville fans. Oh, blah, blah, blah. this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. We're gonna be the best. I have I have Louisville fans sending me clips of Nolan Smith's intro press conference, like, oh, we're we're gonna be the best. Like they're they're getting chesty again over Kenny. Which, by the way, I didn't realize that happened. Like that's a pretty good hire. About as I don't I don't know how much better Kenny Payne could have done um, for his his, his right hand man. So like I, I don't know how you can be all that mad about uh, your athletic director right now, unless you're just one of those folks who is on the Tom Jurich Hill and is going to John Snow battle the bastards down this hill no matter what until forever. AKA those three people. No, I I agree with you. There there is a sense of optimism at U of L that hasn't been there in a while. And rightfully so on the basketball side. Like, will mm-hmm. Kenny Payne end up being a great coach? Nobody knows. We we don't know. But what we do know is he's already gotten U of L fans excited, and they're right. going to not play in a completely and totally empty arena every single night next season. So that it's already a win in that regard. You're spot on about the Nolan Smith hire. And I had a buddy, and I was just like, "What the hell? How did that happen?" Like yeah. how, how, why, like Duke is the hottest name in college basketball, at least on the recruiting trail. And for, I talked about it yesterday. However, that is true. It is true. I don't understand it, but it is true. And it's a place he won a national championship, obviously. Uh, I believe, yeah. I, I mean, him and Shire, they were in each other's weddings. They're boys. They're yeah. now like his boys getting the head coaching jobs. So. He would have been the number one assistant at Duke exactly. after going on a Final Four run. Exactly. And But what I was told is that in contract negotiations, Kenny Payne wanted to get paid. He didn't want to get like a sweetheart deal. But he did say, I'll take a discount. I'll take a little discount to have a bigger assistant salary. Yeah, Yeah, for assistant and staff. And U of L obliged from what I was told. And this Nolan Smith is getting paid. I don't know if the numbers are out on it yet. But when we find out those numbers, people are going to be, this is where U of L is invested. Um, and that's good. And that's good. And supposedly there's a five-star 2022 kid that is probably pretty close to committing to U of L. I'll give you a name. I'm not trying to be secretive or anything like that. Um, well, yeah, the word was that they're kind of, um, artfully dropping. Tyrell Ward is a name for U of L fans to watch out for on the recruiting trail. Supposedly Nolan Smith is going to get him. And then there was the rumors that like Jeremy Roach may transfer to U of L from Duke, or they may get one of Duke's five-star commitments to flip, which I doubt that that's going to, I can't imagine Duke being okay with that. But in terms of like a recruit that Duke maybe was kind of like, Hey, we like you, but we got some better options. This Tyrell Ward kid would not be shocked at all. If you see him end up at the university, oh, I got to correct you though, TJ. Not five star, four well, star. He's a five star in rivals. Well, well, we know the rules though, TJ. I know you're what right. What are the rules? You're right. But by the way, on three can just what are what are you all doing, Roush? You just trying to like run this company into the ground or something? Those are the most horrible quarterback rankings in the history of rankings. And if you had a spine whatsoever, you would announce your retirement from on three this very second. Everybody, let's see what he does. Um, here's the thing, TJ. Those quarterback rankings, in almost that order, you're going to see uh, 50 times between now. Like, that is the most uh, – not. it's not even hot takey. Like, when you see generic 
SEC quarterback rankings, that's probably the order you're going to get this fall um, because it, it is hot takey. I mean, it just there's no like it, it's hot takey or dumb, and maybe it's just dumb, or maybe it's just like people don't aren't as familiar with football or whatever it may be, or didn't watch Kentucky as much or whatever. But it, it is hot takey to put Spencer Rattler over Will Levis. No, that, well, that no, no, hot takey. So, so here's the thing. Using logic, it's not. But, like, if you just say he was the front runner, he was the Heisman Trophy odds favorite going into last season, like, that's why you 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 see that as a guy who has tools. But, like, I would quickly counter that. And it's like, if he couldn't do it at Oklahoma, why can he do it at South Carolina? Like, it, it makes no sense. Um, the, the only thing that I'm going to get mad about uh, in all of these preseason quarterback rankings is K.J. Jefferson is number two. He's going to be number two in a lot of these quarterback rankings. And I just don't know why he's number two. Like him and Will Levis are the same player. It's just personal preference. Like they're, they've, they've done, they're not, they, they are pretty much the same guy. When you look at NFL draft stuff, they're going to be in the same company. And it's all about who do you think has better talent around him? Uh, who do you think is more set up to succeed? And, and who, who do you think can take the next step? Uh, I'm obviously going to be more bullish on Will Levis, but, um, I'm going to get sick and tired of the KJ Jefferson hype. I already know what's going to happen. It's going to be nauseating. Uh, but that the thing that I think is funny about the quarterback power rankings that you're going to get, and and this isn't Jesse Simonton. He he just started like a week ago writing SEC stuff, and uh, it's also kind of funny too. TJ, all of the other on three sites that like we have like LSU and Auburn, all of theirs were at the bottom and they've been just keep asking like, please take this off of our website. We cannot have this on the front where we're just making fun of our quarterbacks being terrible. Um, <laughs> neither yeah, here nor there, but that's, what's, no, that's, that's interesting. What, what's funny though, is that if you did NFL draft eligible quarterbacks, like Levis would be ranked higher, but there's like sis like Will Rogers, you're gonna have ranked high because they throw it a thousand times at Mississippi State. Like some of it's scheme based. Same thing with Hendon Hooker, where it's scheme based. He's gonna have dudes with wide splits. It's gonna make things easy. Um, I, I in that person's defense, uh, you are gonna see those similar rankings a lot, and you can at least have a reason. Like you're like Stetson Bennett won a national championship. You've got to have him as top five, right? Uh, but like Will Levis can easily outperform. You know, all these dudes, um, you know, notwithstanding uh, Bryce Young, who is going to be the number one overall pick in the next year's draft. You, you got to put him on. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot on personal preference. And do you like guys with NFL upside or do you like guys who are in schemes where they can throw for a bajillion yards like Hendon Hooker and like uh, Will Rogers? Justin, anything you want to add to that? I've got nothing. No, I'm just uh, just trying to enjoy and figure out what what's going on. The only thing that really like the re just Spencer Rattler is the one I don't think you can argue, and I, I do. I, I think you know you you already alluded to it today, Roush, but I think Justin Rowland's tweet sums it up perfectly and just said we we got to stop the Rattler Levis debate. Uh, Rattler had a lower QBR at Oklahoma than Levis did at UK last year. And he goes on to say, no that's universe crazy. should he be ranked ahead of him. And that's totally true. I mean, in what world, in what world would somebody that has a worse QBR at Oklahoma, and Roush, you're right, he was a Heisman finalist, and he was like the leader in the clubhouse in nil deals and all that stuff. And he mostly stunk. He mostly yeah. stunk for the majority of that season. 
and Oklahoma fans could not wait for him to go elsewhere. That's all fine and dandy. Sometimes different strokes for different folks. You get in a new system, things can be a little bit better. I'm not even saying he's going to be bad at South Carolina. Right. He was at Oklahoma. He had a worse QBR against Big 12 defenses, and now Mm -hmm. he's going to the SEC and some goober thinks he's better than Will Levis. Get the hell out of town. Again, you could make a case for Will Rogers. You could make a case for Bennett. You could make a case for a hooker. Jefferson, I'm I'm kind of with you, Roush, but sure. And yeah. then Bryce Young, obviously, he should rightfully so be number one. But I think a good exercise for people doing these stupid rankings that at least give us something to talk about would be, all right, let's just imagine Alabama gets to go throughout the rest of the SEC and pick their quarterback. What's their list look like? Yeah. And – is Will Levis number one? No. I think you can make a case for it, first off, but probably not. But he's ahead of Spencer Rattler, and I can <laughs> promise you that. And I bet he's probably ahead of Will Rogers and Stetson Bennett if Alabama was telling it true. Oh, he well, would definitely be ahead of Stetson Bennett. Like, And that's the worst part about all this is, like, I, I'm 100% confident that Will Levis is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett but he's made the big throws in those big situations, and so I can't really take it from him. And and really what this all boils down to, TJ, it's a classic case of, of you know, people people got logo. They're blind about logos. It's this, We make the jokes about South Carolina every year, but it's so true. Folks cannot comprehend, even though for the longest time Kentucky was the school with only quarterbacks, Mark Stoops changed Kentucky to the defense and running back team. So yeah. people out there just can't comprehend the fact that Kentucky has a good quarterback. Like NFL, like at, at, at that at pro day this year, Will Levis got to throw some balls. Uh, Terry Wilson and Will Levis, they were the quarterbacks for the receivers running routes. Uh, Will did not do as much as Terry, but the pro scouts just love everything this guy has to offer. He's going to be so awesome this year, and I just I love. You know, as much as it, it can be overblown, you still love the the chip on the shoulder that media members are giving to this Kentucky football program. And it's fine by me if it motivates them, gets them all pumped up. We've clearly got the football itch here on Kentucky Roll Call. We're going to come back. We're going to scratch that itch a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big Exports Radio. Look out. Justin Kaler. Kentucky Roll Call. We're on a mission from God. Come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Come on, baby, don't you wanna go? This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Kentucky. 36.1 FM, 14.50 AM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Tuesday morning, we appreciate you spending it with us and listening to the show. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. And a reminder, this Thursday, April 14th at Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center at 3029 West Muhammad Ali, they are having a mega hiring fair brought mega. to you by Thornton's in the Urban League. All you got to do is bring your ID and resume, and there is a decent chance you're going to be leaving out with a job or a good 
a good lead potentially or, or moving in the right direction towards your next career. That is at 3029 West Muhammad Ali on Thursday. Thornton's in the Louisville Urban League. Mega hiring fair. On-site interviews and job offers are going to be being handed out like candy. Management positions, very competitive salaries. Hourly positions ranging between $15, $20 an hour. Competitive benefit packages. Just bring that ID, bring that resume. Just by showing up, you may win a $50 gift card. They're going to be handing those out until supplies last. So go on and check it out. Should be a good time on Thursday, 3 to 6 on April 14th. All right. Uh, whew. Lot to get to. Mm -hmm. Justin, do you have, like, I don't know. Maybe it was just a week without Roush, and Roush kind of drives more of the football content on this show. But I, I, I do. I've, I've got the football bug. Is that just a UK thing, Justin? Or are you, it, it, now it's been a couple months since the NFL has ended. It's even been longer, obviously, since college football has ended. Is this just a Roush and, and TJ sort of thing, or or is this a, a three for three? I believe it's probably just you guys. I mean, I, I can tell you from my side of things, I'm not hyped about football yet. Maybe that's because my team's coming off of a two-win season. Um, so I think there is something to be said for that, having a team that's coming off of a 10-win season versus a two-win season, because I would be probably pretty excited about football as well if that if if the roles were reversed here. So I don't blame you. Yeah, and I think some of it too, uh, Scoots on our end is that it's a it's a good um, it's a good way to not talk about basketball when there hasn't been a ton of basketball stuff. Uh, although we did have uh, a little bit of rumblings yesterday, TJ. That that's the thing is it's been a lot of not news, just like kind of building toward the news. There's little trickles of information here and there. Got reports here. You've got a. Uh, fake Twitter accounts, getting people. It's just, uh, man, there was a lot yesterday on the uh, kind of underground news, not necessarily what you'll see on uh, WHAS uh, on your TV station tonight, but a lot of kind of like rumblings and scuttlebutt over on the basketball front that could be the precursor to some good news and to uh, some bad news, TJ. What's the good news and the bad news? Well, the, the bad news was hidden in a Ben Roberts Herald Leader report, but it's also kind of expected news. Yeah, uh, I know I know what you got here. Yeah, and that's that shade and sharp. The the Kentucky no longer expects Sharp to uh, let me get the direct quote. Kentucky now expects that he'll ultimately decide to enter and stay in this year's NBA draft, which is uh kind of a no doy. Um uh, and but that that's the first inkling we've got and the first time that um, folks from we, we've heard sources talking to Kentucky side. Uh, they've been pretty adamant that for since Sharp said he wasn't going to play this year, that he was going to return and play for the 2022 2023 season. This is the first time where it's like, eh, they don't really think that's going to happen anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't buy that for it being the first time part, but Ben Rock, but it is, I get what you're saying. It is the first time that you've had a journalist with sources closer to the staff say, yeah, yeah, we think that he's, he's gone. It was mostly Sharp's camp, the one saying he ain't going anywhere. And yeah, did UK say he says he's not going anywhere? We fold, why would, why would we expect him to lie to us? We fully anticipate him sticking around and being here and playing and, uh, I, I the, the situation I laid out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago is exactly how all of this 
unfolded. UK did not think he was going to be draft eligible. UK did not think he was going to want to enroll mid-year when he did. I UK at that point couldn't say no, regardless right. of what they did or did not know. You can't say no at that point. So even I think Barry, I think the second UK learned that he was draft eligible, whenever that was, they would have been incredibly naive to think he was turning down a top five pick, top six pick, or even a top 10 or lottery pick to come back and risk all that by playing college basketball. Now, Nil doesn't make it different. He could make a lot of money with Nil. He's already gotten a Porsche and other fun stuff, I'm sure. But, folks, this scenario, it stinks for all of us. Mm -hmm. It stinks for UK. It, I know people are going to somehow come back and blame John Calipari on this. It stinks for him. He's losing a number one potential pick that, that could have played for him. Like, why, mm -hmm. would, why would you all think he would not want to coach this kid? Why yeah. would you all think he would not want him to stay and play? But there's these laws in America where you're not allowed to forcibly kidnap somebody, or I guess there's probably, is that the only way to kidnap somebody is forcibly? You're not allowed to do that. So he can't physically make him stay in Lexington. And then for all you big badasses out there, well, the second he was eligible, you should have had him hit the door. You're a loser. You're a loser. If you feel that way, you need to know deep down in your soul that you're a dork. And your friends probably don't like you all that well, much. And there's, there's also Kentucky's campus. UK's not going to kick out somebody because they may go chase their dreams of the NBA. It may, it could make team better in practice. Maybe it hurt the chemistry and cause locker issues. It was an unfortunate situation, but you all are so silly to think Calipari would not have loved to coach this guy. There's also an extent too of like Cal recruits most of his kids the same way. Uh, and I put an emphasis on kids there because he wants to look out for their best interest. And that that applies here, even though he is the number one guy. Like that that still applies. So yeah, that that's just silly. And that's also people just you know, I, I want to see him play there. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm angry that it's not happening, but, um, you know, I'm sure Cal's not happy about it either. I, I don't know on what scale level of anger he is because he knows that he would have had uh, potential to have the number one guys in back-to-back -back classes after going five or six years without it. Um, but the ball didn't bounce his way this time. Uh, and it stinks and it's unfortunate, but can't cry. I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm. I've already moved. I've already accepted it and moved on. Uh, but that was TJ the first. I don't want to say official, but the first inkling of something official uh, coming down the pipe. Uh, well, if you've been listening to Kentucky roll call, he's gone. You all. Yeah. He is not coming back to the University of Kentucky. He's never going to play. We initially took him at face value and word value. We thought it was strange all to begin with. That's why I had that panic. Like, dude, he's not coming back. Play him immediately. And I'm under the impression that UK tried to play him immediately and Sharp came back and, and said no. Um, mm -hmm. And UK, while they could be frustrated with the whole situation. It's like, what can you do, though? You're not, you're, I yeah. think anybody in that same spot's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I think yeah. anybody. Well, in and, and also, you can't, you can't set a precedent. I mean, that, the whole point of all of this is if you want to keep recruiting number one recruits, you can't treat one like crap. And also, this isn't going to keep happening. This is a very weird and rare circumstance where yeah. the the draft eligibility was uncertain at the time. Now, how 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 you know what kind of gamble did they take 
you know, who knows, but like that's a gamble you've got to take. Like <laughs> you have a chance to get the number one pick. He might be able to go to the NBA draft. You got to get him no matter what. Uh, even if you end up looking dumb at the end. And Cal does look kind of dumb, and a lot of fans are going to be angry about it. Um, it's not good. But I think what, how, how you can um, cut off the bad news at the pass, if you can somehow do the what Kenny Payne's trying to do and stagger the news properly, if you get Sharp, if Sharp is going to go pro, have him announce the day before Oscar Shibway announces he's returning. Or maybe even like an hour or five minutes before Oscar does. It'd be a great way because the the I think before I went on vacation, TJ, things were looking a little bit grim. Um, but my former ex-boss reported that the the kind of roadblocks in the way of Oscar and his nil stuff apparently have been removed. He's selling some new merchandise out there. And uh well, David Sisk had that long before your former ex-boss did, so got to give the credit where it's due. David Sisk started this movement. He was the first person in Cats Illustrated to say, "Hey, I, I'm kind of putting, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, and I'm risking my reputation. He's coming back, folks. And for what it's worth, like when you start, we we connected the dots on the radio show. You weren't listening around, or maybe it was this two weeks ago, or was it last week? But I thought it was like a Monday or Tuesday. But we had said, all right, I know I just said my gut is that national players of the year always leave, but where's he going to go? Look at these mock drafts. It's actually not in his best interest, nil or maybe even not nil. Um, and, of course, if he needed the money so badly, then maybe some money's better than no money. But we always knew he could sell those T-shirts and whatnot. But it just it, the mock drafts are, are not kind to him. Like, he's almost got nowhere else to go to some degree. They also got worse, too, um, because they're – NCAA tournament time, maybe right before it, he was at least like, I think Vassini put him at the end of his first round. But when I checked yesterday, he was 40s, you know. It wasn't very great. Um, It sucks for us and sucks for him not having that tournament, a deep run that that can help, you know, big games. Everybody's watching. His numbers mm -hmm. spoke for himself. But if he had a couple more 30 and 16 games in the tournament, I I don't, you know, NBA, it'd be tough for NBA teams to ignore him completely but he was kind of out of sight, out of mind for the last three weeks of the college basketball season. Um, but then you had uh, Slater, Andrew Slater. That that one's the one that got folks really fired up because mm-hmm. he's pretty plugged in and he can be cryptic at times. Uh, but you know what? I, I I don't care how cryptic or whatever he is. It, if he's right, then I'll be a happy camper. So um, he, he said that uh, – I don't know what his exact words were, but there's going to be singing and dancing because the National Player of the Year is coming back to – oh, yeah, there will be song and dance, but you should expect the defending National Player of the Year to return to the Commonwealth. He's more impactful than any incoming recruit, which I would totally agree with. And it's also why, too, TJ, like it doesn't hurt to go get the seven-foot teammate of DJ Wagner that's ranked like 25th or so in the country. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Just to have him there, uh, having Oscar beat him up a little bit to get him ready for when his, his pal DJ gets to Kentucky. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for that as well. Fine by me. And uh, yeah, the, the the draft stuff not great for for Oscar whatsoever. The Slater tweet, what I think he meant by that was like, hey, he may enter the he may enter the the draft or test the waters and get feedback, but ultimately he'll be back in Lexington. 
is the song and dance aspect of that tweet from Slater. But now between Sis Slater, your former ex-boss, it's a long list of people that feel confident that Oscar is going to be back at UK. And again, there's a common sense aspect to it where mock drafts just aren't, aren't looking great for him. He's also tweeting out, uh, buy my t-shirts and do all that. And Mm -hmm. come see me at this speaking event and that speaking event, I, I, does he do all those things? If he's definitely going pro, maybe he still does those things. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But I I think you're getting the national player of the year back for UK. And quite frankly, that should – if there was a storyline of the offseason, it would be that. I know some haters and losers would want to make it the sharp decision. But getting a national player of the year back is that's much wildly more significant than getting a player that's never played that's a lottery pick coming into UK. UK's had a lot of those dudes. They have not had a lot of national players of the year. They've never in program history had a consensus national national player of the year. Getting him would be the biggest storyline in the the offseason of all of college basketball, period. And that is factual. Yeah, he. I mean – 15 and 15 for the first time in 42 years. <laughs> it's really opinionated. The only other storyline would be like Shire taking over Duke. With yeah, the- yeah, that, that would be the bigger like ESPN headline. Um, but a national player of the year, I don't care. It, I don't care who it was any year. I mean, if any year a national player of the year comes back, it's an absolutely colossal storyline. And it will be when Oscar makes that official. Roush, you all were saying a couple weeks. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, is what he's pointing at. But mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, that's 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 huge. And then you don't worry about rebounding. You don't worry about interior scoring. Uh, Oscar seemed like he was starting to block shots at a higher clip later in the season. I enjoyed that. I, I look forward to seeing what steps he can make in that. He'll try to work on a shot a little bit, and he'll probably say all the thing, you know, I want the ball in my hands more. I want to be able to shoot deep. I, at the end of the day, he's going to be a monster in the interior, and we all know that. So, UK, while we all are trying to figure out what next year is going to look like and some of us are losing our minds in the process, it's looking strongly like you're going to have the best college basketball player coming back for another season, which that's a that's good. Yes, very good. I'm doing some uh, some quick research to figure out if there's ever been – a co- like the most recent Wooden Award winner that returned. And I think Tower Hansborough is the only – I think Tower Hansborough might be the only one I can find. Uh, because he won it as a junior in 07, 08, and says his NBA career didn't begin until 09. Hmm. So that might be, you know, first time in 14, 15 years. Yeah. And then, I mean, before that – and then after that, like, you got to go – I don't know if you'll find another one because they're mostly junior and senior. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Tyler Hansborough, one of the greatest ACC players ever, maybe. So, um, wow, that that would be enormous to have Oscar Sheway back. But you 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 mentioned, uh, TJ, people losing their minds. I got very uh, tickled when I saw the uh, – what was his name? Mark Fanuzzi or something like that? Fiscari? The uh, definitely not real person that said that John Calipari and Mitch Barnhart were having a meeting about the future of the program and expectations. And, uh, man, some people fell for it, including my former ex-boss. And it's like, oh, no, this guy had 300 followers. And 
was in quote unquote Evanston covering UIC and Northwestern. How first off, how would that person have scooped? And secondly, um, we did a Google search. We're like, who who is this guy? And that 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 the name only exists on Twitter. So uh, what was funny is that Cal was in St. Louis for one of the twenty five award ceremonies that Oscar Shibway went to, and Brian Kennedy, who worked at the ABC affiliate in in lexington is now in st louis and he was like i gotta ask cal about this and cal was like yeah i'm in i'm in st louis i talked to mitch this morning um about his mom you know we've got stuff going on but yeah i'm here <laughs> oh i thought that was i i was i was very tickled by that very tickled by that oh just like when can things get dumber in big blue nation and then enter Mark Fiscarelli, <laughs> the freelance NCAA basketball writer covering Northwestern hoops in the University of Illinois Chicago <laughs> athletics for 11 years, mind you. And this isn't <laughs> on the street. Okay. And he's a United States Basketball Writers Association writer, supposedly, but he's not real. So he's not really. And he has an interest in Big East and Big Ten. So naturally, he'd have the scoop on the Mitch Barnhart-John Calipari meeting. What, what's the most recent tweet before that, TJ? Can you Are you on his profile right now? Uh, he retweeted a UCLA tweet, and another one was sources believe UConn, East Carolina transfer Tristan Newton on an official visit is 100% locked in on joining the Huskies. Expect a commitment. So he just I, seems like somebody that takes popular opinions and makes the makes them as like an insider tweet. So we see these Twitter accounts all the time. I do uh, I do appreciate if you're going to fake an account without many followers, being a Northwestern basketball reporter. That's to get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a member of the U.S. Somebody basketball Writers Association. Yeah. How many people know reporters that cover Northwestern? <laughs> <laughs> Only like Mike Greenberg, you know, okay. other Northwestern alums who are fans. <laughs> but with anything in life, you let's figure out why this blew up. Like not just people getting fooled, but like why why was why were people so interested anyways in a John Calipari Mitch Barnhart meeting? These people talk more frequently than you'd think. A narrative that they haven't spoken in years is lies. It's not true. Um, do they have like these big room, serious sit down meetings frequently? Yeah, no. I, I would that, see. And I think that's what it is, is there's like a conception that they're like uh, playing the silent, the, the quiet game with one another or giving one another silent treatment. When I think it's just they aren't sitting down and having a bunch of they, they aren't Vladimir Putin, Putin at the, the big board table, you know, where we're going to. Here's my PowerPoint presentation on where things are going. And like, like I think for the most part, Mitch is just like, let's Cal be Cal, which is we always considered that a good thing. And we kind of always have considered that a good thing, right? Correct. And Mitch has extended John. He gave him a lifetime contract. Do you do that to somebody you hate? You give somebody a lifetime contract? Well, it's been since the lifetime contract and he really regrets it. Well, then you shouldn't have done a lifetime contract then. And and uh, do these are these two buddies best friends? I don't think they're best friends. Yeah, they probably don't see eye to eye in, in a lot of everything. political arenas and in sure. values and everything. But like, 
they have a I, I would say that they have a decent working relationship i don't think it, it it's, it's it's of course it's not cal and Dwayne where those two were working together that that is we can say with certainty that cal and mitch aren't it's exchanging correspondence every day about the day-to-day of the Kentucky basketball program. But they're the definitely players, making yeah. small talk with one another and keeping right. up with like, like Cal said, we, he was talking about his mom or whatever, you know, like that, that that's probably the extent of their relationship at this point. They, they are coworkers. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. They, I mean, technically Mitch Barnhart's his boss, but is he his boss? Uh, like, he, like, like technically TJ and I are Justin's boss. Correct. But are we Justin's boss? No. In this case, yes. No. Bad example. We are his. He is our subordinate. <laughs> see how see how subordinate I HR. see how subordinate I am when I walk out after hour one and you ain't got nobody put you on air. How about that? Then who's the boss? <laughs> well, then Douglas probably. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. you got his number because I ain't telling him I'm yeah, leaving. He he's well. I just called the station. That phone doesn't have an answering machine. Trust me. <laughs> he'll, he'll stumble upon it at some point. The rift between Calipari and Barnhart is very easy. For it's overblown. Everything we just said is true. Where they currently disagree, it's very easy to see. Calipari's mentioned it a thousand times. That's the only quote unquote drama. And their relationship. We'll tell you that in hour number two. This is Kentucky. Wow, what a tease. DJ Walker, Nick Rowley. Over. You say over? I heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you listening in. You'll appreciate the Big X Sports Radio golf card once you get that bad boy in your hands. Yes, the weather today doesn't look great, although I think it's supposed to stop raining at some point today, and then we're supposed to get showers tonight or tomorrow. No, tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, spring weather. It can be... It can be a little sporadic. It can be crazy. But beautiful days are ahead. Just look at this upcoming weekend, Friday, Saturday. It wouldn't be a bad time to get out there to Chariot Run, Justin Kalen. No, and, and it's not just Chariot Run either. You've also got four other great courses on the card. You've got Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Old Capitol in Cordon Valley View in Floyd's Knobs. And then Jeff Elks right here in Jeffersonville. All those courses under $25 a round. Of course, TJ said Chariot Run as well. Under $25 a round if the ground ever does harden up and, and get all the moisture out of it. We can go use that Big X golf card. Great value. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457 to snag yours today. And supplies limited with Mother's Day and then Father's Day, not too far after it. 
they're great gifts. They're great for gifts. And while why just go out for one outing for Father's Day when you can get the gift of five golf outings or five, right? Yep. Yes, five. five. Okay. I don't know if it was five or six. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's a great card. Great value. You'll love hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Get your text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And remember the Thornton's big mega job fair with the Louisville Urban League is on Thursday, 3029 West Muhammad Ali. We'll talk about more of that tomorrow, I'm sure. Get your text in, though. It's been popping today for sure. We should probably answer the tease, Roush, that we ended hour one with, but then we need to get into the text line, and I'm sure there's other topics that we need to get into today that we haven't gotten into two hours, just not long enough some days. But the easy answer, folks, is Cal wants new practice facilities. He wants new upgrades. He wants more money spent on U.K. basketball. Mitch Barnhart says, I pay you $9 million a year. You should be able to win without. We have great facilities. We just built a new dorm. You should be able to win without these these perks. I'm paying you enough to do it anyways. And John says, "Well, you can pay me whatever you want. I need these facilities." So that's the old. That's the only quote unquote divide. And what did literally Mark Stoops just get done doing throughout the football season and especially in December? What was he doing? Complaining about the practice facility, winning games, and then getting rewarded with the practice facility. It's every coaches do this all the time, especially especially <laughs> coaches that feel like they potentially do have leverage. And now it's the seesaw has shifted where John Calipari probably doesn't have as much leverage as he may think that he does with these public, but it, it he hasn't taught in. It's my it's my fair criticism of Calipari. Dude gets crushed all the time for the dumbest stuff in the world, and you all know I wanted to say something different right there. But what he needs to talk more to the media. He needs to get out, do events. He did he he did that stuff earlier on in his career. The UK had basketball position. It's a it's a job for the Commonwealth. It's as big as a deal as it is. He is a good ambassador, but he's kind of lost touch at least since the pandemic started with going out, doing interviews, talking to folks. And he needs to to do more of that. But he wants a new practice facility, and he's campaigning his AD for it. That's nothing new. That's nothing dramatic. I know it's a lot sexier to – are they meeting? Did Mark Fuscarelli have the scoop on potentially Cal getting fired? Oh, yeah. Barnhart better give him a talking to. Well, so, it, he wants a new I, practice facility, folks. Two things. One, um, if that meeting did take place, would Mitch Barnhart, I think the meeting would be like, hey, John, uh, don't lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then uh, John Calipari would say, you're right, Mitch. That's a That was a bad loss. We shouldn't do that again. Good meeting. See you later. How's, <laughs> how's the wife and kids? Everybody's doing well. Yours, same on I mean, our end. Okay. And, 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 and that's like, to go back to the um, – I mean, and I hate to recycle radio. Like, just if you don't lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, you don't get upset, then everything, like, all, all is pretty much normal. Like, it's, it's pretty yeah, much possible. I don't know if that's, I mean, if they lost, if I, there was that one texter and it kind of stuck with me and I agree with it. Like, I think any loss short of the Final Four was just going to be outrage beyond belief. Yeah. But I mean, they still were 
fifth in the final AP poll. Like things were going in the right direction, and then for the first time in like twelve years, well, Kentucky sure. wasn't ready for the tournament. You know, like that. If you did what you were supposed to do. It was a good regular season. Yes, yes. yes. It, it seemed like we had sailed out of the testy waters. We looked like smooth sailing. You needed a good march to finish your home, and, they just and didn't finish. instead you sunk. You hit an iceberg. Win, and, winning cures all ills, and it losing magnifies any sort of problems. Um, but to go back to the the practice facility thing too, what like what do um what do you do like what how I don't know if he wants a brand new one or if he just wants it upgraded. But like the I, facility's nice. I think maybe he just wants more gym space and but like you can't get it closer to the dorms so i I don't really know what he wants that'd be a great follow-up question if he did more interviews like what's wrong with the facility you've got now right it makes sense from stoops like they just theirs is a a room and space issue i don't know what kentucky's is because they have what two courts in there and then you've you've got the other gym to the next of it if the women's basketball team isn't using it is that right you really just have the one long court and you have the two that go along, you know, long ways. So technically I guess you have three playing areas, but you could only theoretically be playing on two of them at a time. And right, then you right. have one that's the length of the court that has the UK logo on it and whatnot. And then yes, you have the women's one right next to it. I don't I, I could see him maybe wanting more court space. I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's why Calipari should talk more so we could we could find out what exactly wants but i'll say this whoever designed or built the new dorms the joe craft coal lodge center mm-hmm. they need to be they they don't need to be designing anymore because that was like i remember the trey young quotes got everybody worked up because that's just what this fan base does but that the trey young quote and they who was it? jason jordan he basically was like if you had to say something negative about uk right. what would it be and they were like nothing like we, I couldn't think of something, and they were like, "Yeah, but for this article, you got to say something." And he was like, uh, "The dorms, I guess. Just say the dorms." And then that took off. But there actually have been some other like complaints that they're not as nice as other places. Not that they're bad, but they're just not as nice as some of the new ones. U of L's building a new one right now, the Denny Crum Hall, which is a pretty cool name for a dormitory. Oh man, poor poor Minardi Hall is uh, gone they by have, the way. I know it just it stinks. That was a nice place too. Uh, just kind of had a stain on it. <laughs> you want to get to this Thornton Stacks line? Let's, uh, let's get to the Thornton Stacks on 502-414-1450. It's how you get into the show. You text in. We read it and respond live on air. Um, and our first text says, speaking of sports media fights, TJ, is it true that you and Kyle Tucker got into a fight about 10 years or so at, in Nashville at the SEC tournament? I responded back to this person. No, 100% no. Uh, Kyle Tucker and I have never publicly had a spat, uh, just Twitter. I told the uh, texter, we'd be much more likely to be drinking and getting pretty nice and toasted together. You all used to be uh, road dogs, right? Yeah, we'd we'd ride together. Yeah, we'd drive together all the time, Brett Dawson as well. And we would go, since we were driving together, we'd be staying at the same hotel, different rooms, but uh the, i've got some funny kyle tucker stories about just late night shenanigans back uh back when i was on the old beat um i did there was a shouting match at an sec tournament in nashville in 2013 but it wasn't with kyle tucker i remember that that was the dumbest thing in the world i didn't even really know you that well then either 
That'd I was just though. trying to be a normal 21-year-old. Yeah. And then this old man. Which, by the way, uh, I realized at the spring game uh, over the weekend, I was like, wow, that was the first event I covered 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So uh hit my, what is it, the wood anniversary? Is 10 wood? It's not hair. No, definitely <laughs> not hair. Uh, but yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, also, uh, I always tell people too when they get in like Kyle Tucker. So Kyle is much worse online and much more snarky online than he is in person. Like he's a great dude in person. I yeah. enjoy hanging out with him. And honestly, that's like, and Kyle and I will text from time to time, nothing frequently. And I, 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 that was like when he unfollowed me on Twitter. And <laughs> that was really funny. Like, kind of started being rude on Twitter. I like texted him. I was like, "What are you doing? You're like one of the nicest people I know. Why are you getting so worked up on social media?" And he now, admitted that like social media is kind of does weird things to to his brain, which it does weird things to everybody's brain. Now I would say TJ is much worse in person than he is on radio and social media. Totally true. Total, very unpleasant to be around. If you see me out in public, best just to stay away. Texter says, love the show, but just listen to that intro on podcast all the way through. Y'all got to change that. That's got too much <laughs> screaming and trying way too hard. Less is more with intros. Too good a show to let the try hard intro have folks turn it off before even listening. Side note, last week with Terry and Scoots was great. Well, wow. here's a side note, Texter. There's a 30-second button that you can press to fast forward if you don't like the intro. And also, I want I want Screaming Leach. You got to wake up in the morning with Tom Leach saying, Touchdown, Kentucky! Yeah, the, the, the Texter, believe it or not, some people have different opinions than you, and some people like the intro. Um, I don't really care, but that was a thought process that people listening live are tired. And plus... Who, when you're listening to UK Sports Talk Radio, don't you want to relive and think about fun UK sports memories? Oh, and yes, days. I mean, they kind of get repetitive when you hear the intro every single day. But mm -hmm. it's, hey, it gets us fired up, and that's all that matters, Texter. But thank you for the compliment last week. It was a, a pot shot at Roush uh, indirectly, and that's always appreciated. We like pot shots. <clears throat> what do we get next? This, this one may have been for the Rutherford show. John Calipari meeting with Barnhart today has to be about a Phil Knight S secession plan for Brad, right? Ooh, Pet Knight. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. Pet Knight. Sorry. That's, yeah. Uh, maybe that's, that, that's what the meeting is. Not only a lifetime contract for me, Mitchie boy, but I'm going to need it for my son Bradley as well. And don't you go saying that this was given. It was earned. How? Like, that would have been a great April Fool's prank. That, like, you named Brad Calipari head coach in waiting <laughs> after John Calipari's lifetime contract. Oh, man, that would be funny. Oh, that would have been so good. By the way, holy smokes. I had, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'll frequent the, the message boards and you learn stuff and you get some good laughs out of that stuff. I don't frequent the KSR comment section. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a place for discourse. <laughs> it's just it's just nonsense the funny the weirdest part is like sometimes i'll post just something like football recruiting and then somebody will be like buddy you might want to check the comments and it's like a uh, hillary in prison joe by like just like what how did this how did this get to here where, where are we doing people somebody with zero followers just tweeted me megan rooney 
And with my I tweet, I said, what's Mark Fiscarelli got to say today? And Megan said, are we still dissing him? Cal admitting to talking, admitted to talking to Mitch yesterday. <laughs> so this Megan Rooney account. Oh, that's funny. They just said somebody's burner, but I think they're being 100% sincere about thinking that this report was even somewhat in the slightest. Or accurate. they've just got a good sense of humor. <laughs> I love that Cal was just like, yeah, we called to talk about his mom. <laughs> like, almost like, who found out about that? Did you see Ellen Calipari's Instagram kind of, you know, throwing some shade at that whole thing? No, I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with Ellen's Instagram as much as of late. Um, just, it was like the normal trash stuff, but she was just like, rumors? Where is John? Is, who's he meeting with? Just kind of alluded to like yeah, the nonsense yeah. of, of um, all of it. By the way, just I sent you the audio for it. We may as well just play it since I got we mentioned it. it like 13 times um, just so people can hear it for themselves. Let's play it now. Here we go. You know, oh, here, I, I mean, I don't wait, I yeah, was having yeah, a meeting yes. with Mitch. Mitch and I talked this morning about his mom. And no, it's fine. You know, he's uh, we've got things within practice facilities and different projects we got to get after. And we know that, and uh, but it's been it's been a terrific ride, and so we're good. There you have it. I do think there's like an interesting and and shout out to Brian Kennedy, Mission yeah. in Washington, for getting that audio and asking that question because the three man weave podcast. We got. I'm gonna have to play this one too, unfortunately. Uh, I thought this was going to be all we got from Calipari. Justin, you just go ahead and play that when that one's – or you just let me know when that one's ready to go. But um, it was a good question. And I do think there's some, like, interesting little tidbits there, but certainly nothing that sparks, like, a Romeo-Juliet fam. What are those families? The Minogue? And the uh, Capulets and the Montagues. Montagues. No, not the Haley Minogues. The Montagues and the cat. Good job. Look at you. Mm -hmm. um, no, there's no big feud there, but there were interesting parts. But here was his initial first question. John Calipari hadn't spoke to the media since the St. Peter's loss. And here was the first question he was asked. John Calipari here, kind of queuing three man meet. John, you're in St. Louis. Where's your favorite spot to eat in St. Louis, Missouri? Come on. Little, of course. So if I had time, we were going to drive up there today. What a joke. That's it. I think he said Little Italy. I'm not exactly sure what <laughs> his answer is so quiet. But uh, all right, we haven't talked to Cal in weeks. Let's hit some of the hard-hitting questions. Who's coming back? What's up with Sharp? How did that loss happen? How are you feeling? What's your favorite restaurant in St. Louis? <laughs> Love it. Also, have we reached the uh... – I know there was definitely going to need to be a lay low period because uh, nobody wanted to hear from Cal for a little bit. They just wanted to be mad and angry. Um, if he ever says he hasn't seen him, I'm just the I'm gonna go punch a tree. Have Have we reached the point where he should start like doing some some more talking just to like get past last year? I I, I think maybe. Well, he should do significantly more talking than he does just in general. I never wanted like a cool down, don't want to hear from him, period. Uh, I mean, it's sports. And I would much rather him kind of instill positive momentum and make some promises, even if people aren't going to believe it or not. 
Um, he said this season would be better. It was better, as Roush has mentioned. Top six going into the NCAA tournament uh, on Selection Sunday is a pretty decent spot to be and being the top three title pick and I think second in Vegas, also not a bad spot to be. But you got, you got beaten in the tournament. I want to hear from more just goofy stuff. I want to hear, but I don't want it to be his podcast or I don't want it to be him going on with Dan Patrick. He needs to talk with fans about UK. He needs to talk. He need he could just do a simple reflection of his time at Kentucky, and it honestly probably end up being a nostalgia thing that got people back in his corner. He's never really done that. Just like a reflective look back of like his favorite teams, his favorite players at UK, and stuff like that. Even that would be good. Just do something, and he's doing nothing, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, and I would I would just say too that. That was a stark contrast with the beginning of the Cal era where he kind of, even if it was just social media stuff, he would give you news almost daily, 365. Uh, yeah, he's like funnier. He'd talk about his dog and stuff like that. And again, that was on Twitter. I think he needs to talk with people, us, or KSR, or he can go on uh, whatever. He can go on podcast, Sean Smith. He can just talk. Talk to, talk to all of us. Talk to any of us. Do the media roundtable thing again. Do a Zoom. Oh, no, don't do the media roundtable. The media roundtable stinks. I do think he should do more like one-on-ones. Hell, even if it's BB in tonight, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and if, well, sure. I mean, ideally not something paid for by the University of Kentucky. Not that like I want him on to like ask the hardest hidden questions and do gotcha journalism. Although I do think there are hard questions that he should that I would be curious, not that he should answer, like, you answer these, darn it. But I'd be just curious to hear what he's got to say. I'm interested in his opinion. We haven't heard his opinion on any of this, and he's kind of been right through the mud a little bit. And uh, I think he should he should do more of that, but I've been vocal about We We talk UK athletics every day since 2018 for two hours, and I've been doing it for either two hours or an hour or an hour and a half every day since 2013. The head ba- it shouldn't be a big deal to get the head basketball coach on our radio show. It just shouldn't be. It shouldn't even be something that we have to bend through hoops to even make happen. And we've never had him on the show. And this isn't like me complaining because I want him on the show. I want him to talk to more people all over. Of course, myself. Got to look out for number one here. Mm-hmm. But it's good for the – It's it, like he's not the Pope. He's the basketball coach at Kentucky. <laughs> we shouldn't have to make like a special tour to try to get access to him. He can make a phone call and talk. Ooh, on the I really would like a Calmobile though, where he can like you know, the Calmobile. Yeah. Like what would what would it be? Would it be just like a Vespa with like that's armored, an armored Vespa? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. It'd just be like instead of like a big, you know, round like globe, a glass case thing. It'd be just like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. <laughs> oh, it's like a, the new version of the Wiener Mobile. Yeah. All right. Let's take our last break and then we can hit the ground running on the Thornton's text machine. Don't go anywhere. A lot of good texts. Look forward to reading them. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Don't be obsessed with your desires, Danny. 
The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote, a flute with no holes is not a flute. And a donut with no hole is a Danish. He's a funny guy. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. What's the problem? Welcome back. One final second of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Trigger warning for everybody. These are popular things you have to do nowadays. If you don't want to get hungry, tune out. Get out. No. All right. We got a TW here for food. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, and both are producing the best Mexican in the entire city of Louisville. Many people are saying the region. The region, folks. I can tell you from a chips department, it's a no-brainer. They've got the best chips and hot, spicy salsa on in, in, in on the planet, on the globe, in the world. It's so great. It's so delicious. You'll love every single bite. The burritos, the quesadillas, the tacos, nachos, guacamole, queso. They have it all. It's fresh every day. Everybody there is friendly. They're nice. They are healthy portions, so you're definitely getting a lot of bang for your buckets, Salsaritas, and you're going to save money, and it's already pretty cheap, if we're going to be honest with you. Download that Salsaritas app. Make sure you scan it before you pay, and they always have some sort of deal going on. I don't know what it is today, but I'll probably find out when I go there later for a little Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas. Remember, the Middletown location has a drive through St. Matthew's has a newly renovated interior, which is great for Sitting, hanging out, taking a little break from work, getting yourself some blue Powerade. You'll enjoy it. Go on a lunch date with your mother or your significant other. Salsaritas, there is no other. All right. I rhymed other with other. That's no good. That's no good. We're going to have to cut it. Everybody back places. Places. <laughs> Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, any quick hitters? I don't believe so. Uh, actually, yes. Uh, George Washington the third, the guy that's going to Ohio State, who's like a top 100 player, going to be a senior next year. He's leaving Cal. Will not play for Christian Academy in Louisville next year. His dad got a job as an assistant basketball coach at Dayton. So the, the future Ohio State Buckeye will play his senior year in the Buckeye State. So um, uh, you, you like to see the best of the best stay in nearby you know, to really elevate the game. So that that's kind of a shame. Uh, I wish, wish you didn't see him go, even though um, good riddance. Get out of here, George Washington the third. Yeah, get out of here. There's rumors Caleb Glenn's going to transfer. Yeah, um, I, I would suspect that we'd hear some about Reed Shepard too, but I don't know how much legs any of them actually have. Um, I'm, guess, I'm assuming Glenn would go to – some prep school? Yeah, I think Oak Hill has been mentioned. I wonder. But he he's going to go to UVL. So if I were a UVL fan, I wouldn't really care. Besides the point, it's fun to see him just across town. You know. Right, right. Uh, but, even though it might do better in the long run to play against, you know, sure. Competition. Right. And I think for most, I think the percentages most people, it is better to go to those prep schools for your development and getting better at basketball. But I don't think it's a one size fit all sort of thing. I think it can be worse for some people. 
I think some people can be better for them kind of dominating their local gyms and being hometown heroes and stuff like that. I have no idea which would apply for Glenn. I would, at, at I, honestly, I would think that it would be um, – I think it would actually benefit Glenn more to be Mr. UofL superstar because there's going to be a lot of pressure on him at Louisville. Uh, they actually have some positive momentum. So I think it would actually be good for him to stay at Mail. whereas I think in Reed Shepard's case, it might be – I really don't know if that's an option at all, and he doesn't strike me as the kind of kid that would leave his boys hanging. But I think he would benefit from having a bunch of talented teammates around him where he can really work on distributing the ball because I think he's at his best, not necessarily blending in, but, you know, like he's not a pass-first point guard, but it's not good when all of the attention is on him. It's harder for him to, to get his open looks, you know? It's an interesting take, but you could also make a case that like Reed, while not going against the best competition, is getting literally doubled and tripled team. Just wait till he gets to UK when he's virtually an afterthought. Like things are mm-hmm. going to come so easy to him. But you're also right on the other side. Like he's at, you would think, I guess you never know, that he would probably never be the best player on UK, but maybe like second or third best mm-hmm. a role player. So why don't we see how you do, you don't get used to playing with other great talents instead of some people who may not be continuing their basketball careers after high school, which there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But yeah, it's, and then the same thing, you know, but the the thing with Shepard and Glenn, I wonder how much nil it could benefit them. Like, hey, stick around, let everybody like, you know, let a kid that is seven years old go watch you score 40 points in a, 13th region game and then get your mm-hmm. autograph after for i don't know if they can make money off of it but you can at least build your lore as you kind of alluded to it's true yep good point Man. yeah it's not one size fit all but it's interesting uh slower day we'll talk more about that let's get to this thornton's text line 502-414-1450 somebody sent in the tweet about the barnhart meeting we've talked about that in a lot of detail i'm pretty sure i read this weekend that rick patino will have a horse in the derby this year do you see him returning to louisville for derby or do you think he still wants to avoid that um no i think enough time has passed that he would come back i I know that first year he had the horse and the oaks and that was right after he got fired that was too soon but he likes the the ponies enough where i think he would go i didn't know he had a a horse and derby contention contention i didn't know that either maybe just a horse running that day potentially or maybe a derby horse that we can ask ej that potentially but uh, he'll, he's got enough friends in Louisville, and also I think enough times passed. And U of all fans are happy again, at least for now. Like they're Kenny Payne, woohoo! Everybody's kind of calmed down a little bit. So I think he'd be free to come in and party and, and hit the town. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. Um, I can't stand Nick's former ex boss. It's great, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. You'd have to maybe he can do an interview someday. TJ, would you rather have Benny Snell or Chris Rodriguez? Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Bumbling problems and all. I was trying to think of a good analogy for this when I sent this text over this morning. It's hard. I came up with a pretty bad one, uh, Mm -hmm. but allow me to do the bad one. Okay. uh, Because it's better than nothing. Like, Benny Snell, and this is a horrible reference. Like, he reminds me of just, like, a donkey you take through the mountains. Like you knew what you're getting from him, but mm-hmm. it, he was never going to, you have to worry about him running away. And quite literally, you didn't really have to worry about him running away for the most part. Of course, that citrus bowl touchdown was a longer one, but he, how many plus 50 yard runs? And not that that should be the measure for running backs, but he was mostly 
People are just going to catch up to him. Ooh, another good one. Like he would be an elephant with a pack of lions trying to tackle him. Like you're not bringing him down, but you're going to be all around him and eventually maybe slow him down. Who knows? Where Chris Rodriguez, I'm just taking, I just think he's got bigger playability. He could, like that touchdown that we saw where it looked like there was literally nothing there. Uh, somehow he was able to make it happen. I think Benny could move the pile a little bit more, but I just the the versatility of Rodriguez is why I'm picking him over Benny Snell. Both are tough runners, though, no doubt about that. Yeah, and Benny also came at a time that was like they're they're different, not only runners but different personalities. Kentucky kind of needed the big Benny Snell personality. Rodriguez is more of a, a team guy who like. Anytime you talk to him, he's a little bit quieter, a little bit more subdued, and is is not about the individual accolades. Kentucky needed Benny Snell when they got him. Um, but ultimately, if Chris does all the right things, he's going to end up passing uh, Benny Snell's record this year. I think, as Luckett says, that he could sleepwalk to 1,400 yards in this offense. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's a freaking stud. I hope he just takes care of that, those ball security issues because he can, he can end up becoming, uh, you know, a Second, third round draft pick. If 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 that all goes according to plan, he's just a. He also is like, and then this is his personality. But he's like a quiet, um, like he's almost like Frank Gore. In that you just wake up and it's like, oh, he just had a uh, hundred and twenty five yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Ho hum. That's a that's a pretty good comparison. Um, mm -hmm. A texter says. T or uh, TJ just now realizing that cheese melts inside a burrito. Imagine all the other foods he'd like if he just tried them. <laughs> I, I've, it doesn't always melt, but that's the beauty about salsaritas. Everything's so hot and fresh. It just it'll basically sizzling at that point. But yeah, if you if you make a homemade burrito, you the, unless you put it. Sometimes we will stick our burritos on like a George Foreman to grill them some. After we roll them, but if you just roll it and eat it as is, the cheese isn't guaranteed to melt. That's a that's a good move, by the way. Kind of compacting it a little bit, right? A little, yeah, that's a that's a that's really a sealing the burrito up. up. But then sometimes I, I see, and I'm so bad with my eyes where I want to put all of this stuff in a burrito, and then of course too much too much stuffing for my burrito, and then I poke a hole in it, and then you're just like, you know. Trying to keep it, trying to hold. You you can't even put it, set it down while you're eating. You just got to hold it the whole time while you're scarfing it down. I am now just missing breakfast burritos in college. Man. But luckily, there's a salsaritas nearby. Yeah. A texter says, "To have faith means you do not worry." I have faith in Cal, but I just can't help but worry that we have a starting lineup of Wheeler, Wallace, Livingston, Toppin, and Oscar. We will be so talented, but once again, we won't have anyone that can shoot. All would probably be sub 35% from three. I just think Cal is going to have to make a tough decision with Wheeler. Here's something that we don't factor into the equation, um, especially myself. I just forget about C.J. Frederick. How I, I don't pretend to have paid much attention to his career prior to this. How comfortable are we, are we with him with the ball in his hands? Could you just try to pretend that you were? I mean, I can, but I just don't know how. I mean, um, he, he, he's he play he, point. He, uh, will, will Cal let him play point, or is he going to be off ball? He will be off the ball okay. 90 
98% of the time. Now, will okay. there be like a rebound that he could kind of get the, the outlet pass and take the ball up the court and then the offense kind of starts through him? Yes, because that happens with pretty much any player that's not a four or five for UK. But yeah, he, he he's capable of enough of that, but he's going to be ideally just a, a set shooter. The, the thing is, teams are going to not leave him and they'll stick out on him. So how do you how does he get open? How does he move without the ball? How does he move with the ball? How does he come off screens? How does he come off screens catching and shooting? Those are things we have sample sizes as Iowa, but we need to see how it looks him coming off an injury. That's coming off an injury is a big deal. I mean, you can be a different, you can be a different player coming off an injury. So uh, I'll, I'll be excited to see it, but he, he's the best shooter. He was, he would have been the best shooter on last year's team. He'll be the best shooter on this year's team. It's just how, how agile will he be and how can he move around on offense? But he, he's going to be, he's going to be a fun piece if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's one of those that he's going to get lost in the preseason talk. And I hope that he's a pleasant surprise um, because that, that is at least one shooter that you feel like you can depend on in the, in, the, in at least in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, I can't help but think the UK fan base is divided by Nick's former ex-boss. I don't know. say the two that we we like. Not everything is the gospel of my former ex-boss. Like you can have different opinions. It's just if you listen to his show, then you're going to hear his opinion. I don't. I don't. And folks operate differently. I mean, there's. It's drama's good. Drama's good for for business. Um, and folks are angry right now, and he he's reflecting some of that. Um, so you know, I... and we've we've had angry folks on our text line as well. Another texter says, uh, "I <laughs> is it bad? I'd rather have Davis than Wheeler for the Caps." So SMU transfer Kendrick Davis. He has entered the portal, averaged 19 points per game. Interesting when you kind of get into the numbers of it, Roush. They're really besides him scoring a lot more um, he shot, I think the same percentage as Wheeler, I think 44% from the field, I think three point wise, not great for Davis, but he was somebody that could create, come off a screen, catch and shoot a lot more or just have the ball in his hand and create for himself. Wheeler could create for himself, but just didn't have the, um, to always be able I, to I hadn't play. read it yet, but Sean Vincel, the guy who does hoops insight, he, his take is that uh, this guy, Davis, who is the AAC player of the year, would be the best fit for Kentucky. He, he's all in on him from the transfer portal. I just don't know so, with Wheeler how it would uh, work. I, with- I, I, I don't admit to <laughs> know a ton of. You're breaking up? Yep, we lost him. Am I breaking up? Nope, we lost Roush. Okay. He got I didn't know who it was. You know, he was running out of steam anyway. He was running out of steam anyways. I don't know how it'd work having two sub six foot point guards potentially being on the floor at the same time. The thing is, I just I we just need confirmation Wheeler's gonna be cool with maybe having to come off the bench. And if he is, then I love Wheeler. If he's not, ew, I'm not, you know, I I don't I don't know. But Wheeler did do some nice things. It's just, does he have a ceiling that UK needs to be able to move past? It's a fair question. It's, I admit. There you are. Yeah, there we are. And again. 
Oh no. I thought... No, I think we're good. It's just Justin, you had a delay, so you started talking, and then Roush started talking, so then you stopped because you want to step on Roush's toe, and then Roush stopped because he thought you were talking, and it's just ridiculous. You all. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't know how I can lose internet when I'm plugged into it. That was that was bizarre. I mean, I don't even know where I got cut off, but well, at least you found it. Um, yeah. Another texter says. Seeing Nick's former ex-boss get hammered on Twitter yesterday for quote tweeting some goober 300 followers was sweet, followed up by there will be a meeting sometime instead of, hey, I shouldn't have done that. Makes him look like a, is that a word? A jack leg? One of one has to think UK basketball has to cut him out and rightfully so with the rant he's been on since UK lost in the tournament. Jack leg is a funny, um, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Well, the thing is, you shouldn't ice people out for speaking negatively, and I'm sure he would say it's just speaking honestly, and it's his opinion, as Roush said. I think he summed that up pretty well. You, But the thing is, UK doesn't really make people accessible to anybody regularly anyways. So, like, how are you going to ice some? How are you gonna ice people out when you don't? But that I don't think that would happen anyways. I, I think UK would have tougher skin than that, but then again, they don't really make people in the basketball program overly available to begin with. A texture says, I've gone both ways my entire life. Justin, cut that, put it in the opening. Hashtag roll call. The opening's already too long, so I'm not going to do that. I think we just eventually get to a point, oh. The whole uh, show is just an opening. Yeah, that would have been a funny April Fool's joke. And, like, even if we didn't tell the Yadugan, like, the whole show is just an intro. And then at, like, 8.59, we're just like, oh, and that looks like we're out of time today. That'd be good. That'd be good. The backup QB competition is just coach speak, right? Yes, Tuxter. Uh, I don't know. It's it's coach speak. I do. Eh. Well, the the good thing is, is they at least have somebody to push Bo Allen. Um, and I like Deuce's arm, but man, sometimes his feet and his like lower body did some weird stuff. He's all arm at his throw. <laughs> I, I guess you never really know. It was one little sampling, but. I, I first off liked a few of the throws Bo made. Um, they were, one of those throws was really tough. I don't think it was caught, but yeah, I, I think I wouldn't. Bo's number two as far as I'm concerned, but Roush is saying maybe, so I guess keep an eye on it. Shay here, long time no talk, boys. I've watched the spring game highlights and it got me thinking who has more God given arm talent? Our boy Jared, who I thought threw the ball a million miles an hour, or Will Levis, who, in my opinion, looks like Aaron Rodgers at the time by how effortless he makes throws look. Embrace debate. In terms of being able to just sling it, Levis, just the little flick of the wrist he can do and that ball just zip out like 60 or 70 yards, I am impressed by that, Shay. Needs to work on the accuracy to, to be in the GOATS category, but Jared could sling it too, though. Yeah, and, and I think the difference between uh, Levis and Jared is Jared did a lot – like Jared was all arm in a lot of his stuff, and like – in his his confidence that he can make any throw regardless of circumstances what made us love him and what also got him to throw like 22 interceptions in a year or something like that so uh in levis he's good at moving and delivering a throw but oftentimes he needs to have his feet set like that uh that that touchdown to wandell robinson against lsu where he stepped back and then went up to the side in the pocket and then delivered it like he still had his feet underneath him, and a lot of his it was like a full. You know, he, he uses his entire body when he throws it, and that's what makes him good. Jared was a gunslinger in every sense of the word. 
A texter says, maybe he shouldn't have still said, I'm 100% planning on returning next year, even after knowing he was eligible. Talking about Sharp. Um, maybe he should have not done that. Uh, we said back then that UK should be totally transparent with this whole thing for this exact reason. But on the flip side, too, maybe you shouldn't get worked up by what a stranger does for his personal life choices. Yep. Um, and also, it's, it's it was mostly like that's PR related. You know, you're going to say that. To... I, I mean, I do agree with the texture that he like I, you should have just been honest with this whole thing. Well, the, the, the worst part of this all, TJ, is that like we're talking about it in real world, like how normal people operate. And we're not dealing with normal people like Shane Sharp's going to be a top five. Like the, the, he yeah. lives in a different world than we operate in. So I'm not going to hold him to the same standard, even though that might sound silly. Those folks are in a different stratosphere trying to get their guys into the NBA. I'll never be an 18-year-old Canadian. Mm, you can be a Canadian, though, if you want to. Oh, you could be like one of those uh, liberals who was going to move to Canada when Trump got elected. Well, I, there, I, I, there were so many of them. It was a mass immigration to Canada. Yeah. Well, Republicans said silly things when Biden won too. So it, <laughs> it, it goes both ways with that. A texter said, okay. of course, I don't think Calipari, 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 I guess maybe voice text. Calipari should have kicked him out when they found out he was draft eligible. I do, however, think he should have played him. You knew at that point you only had him for a year. Play him. Yes, but that's what I'm telling you, texter, is that they wanted to play him and Sharp still said no. And understandably so. I mean, playing only and like UK had to understand that, and yeah. UK can even still not be happy with it. But you cannot. You're not going to force a kid to go play. And you, sorry, pardon me. UK wanted to play him. We've we've got. I mean, we've got evidence of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's why I say they operate under a different set of circumstances, a different set of rules. So yes, correct. Uh, a texture says, Roush, let's hear some tackle talk. Any news on the guy from Bandy? Also, anything from the guy from Georgia? Guy from Georgia plays plays guard so they're not going to go get him guard or center they don't, they don't need a guard or center and um tackle doesn't look like tyler steen is happening and also i don't know i don't know how confident or comfortable like they, they might not end up getting a tackle so i don't know that that's kind of day-to-day -day. we'll see who ends up popping up in the portal uh in the next couple of weeks or so when we get the second wave of transfer portal entrance a texter says our first top recruit in years, and he doesn't even play a second at UK. Yep. And are you just going to cry about it for the rest of your life? Yep. So it's going to be a lot of cry. I did think it was funny that BTI ranked all of the – he's ranking every John Calipari Kentucky basketball player, and he put Shaden Sharp behind Ty Winyard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Ty Winyard played in a game. <laughs> That's so funny, the wood chopper. He also gave us more fun stories, like taking a bodyguard with him to parties. That's that's old news, bud. Kind of got kicked off. Oh, Marty, his bodyguard was strapped. <laughs> uh, texter says, Nick's daddy has no sources at UK. That's one of the reasons he cries so much. Hey, my dad has... I have not seen him cry in years. Okay? He's a legend in Lexington. Does he not even have... I don't even think he has sources. Actually, he does have sources. They're just of a much different variety. They're okay. usually at local watering holes. A texter says, boys, was Kofi not player of the year when he returned just last year? No, he was an All-American, but he was not player of the year. Yeah, player of the year. Because one is player of the year and the other is being an All-American. 
Yes, much different. Um, A texter says, I love to hear that Oscar's coming back. Probably we are going to be really good team again. But to me, but to me, Sharp is the guy I think could put us over the threshold to be special if that's what all he's hyped up to be. Seems like lately that's the player we just keep missing out on to make this a filthy team. In terms of like an athlete that is also a freak basketball player as well. Yes, I would like more of those at UK and you would like and, and you would like them to be guards because the NCAA tournament's a guards game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guard can dominate and single-handedly carry you to victory. Oscar had what 30 and 17 in that game against St. Peter's and still like it's because he's a big man, you can't control the game like a guard. Yeah. Um, which by the way, it was Luca Garza who's the player of the year last year. So Yeah, and he was a he was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um I, I went down the list and I didn't I didn't recognize anybody that had come back, but maybe I'd miss somebody. The thing is just that psycho T back in 2008. I think he came back for a senior season. Um, hey guys, Cameron here. If y'all could choose one superpower to assist you at work and only at work, what would it be? Sorry to bring a wacky idea on Wednesday up a day early, but the rain is getting to me. I got. Well, we this. might need to do it tomorrow to have more time on it. But what do you got, Justin? So mine would definitely be transporting my like having when guests ask me questions i just know what they're gonna ask and then i can send them the answer through the air so i don't ever even have to talk to them that would be amazing mm, like telecommunication basically mm, yeah it's a not, good one. not bad i would go with just like transfer like to be able to just not fly but just like snap my fingers and then stay out of all the Louisville traffic throughout the day. And boy, yeah, that's I take too much time driving from appointments to appointments. Man, I would too, going from Louisville to Lexington. That's probably it. My other one would be just like, as someone's talking, a just perfect transcript is in front of Ooh, me. That would be great. Good question, yeah. Cameron. John here, good morning, everyone. My gosh, this sucks to hear that some of these guys are or might be leaving the basketball program. Some have never played a minute. When the dust settles, I think we'll be okay, right? Hey, KRC crew, who is the one guy that is in the portal or in high school rankings you would definitely want to see join the team for next year? We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, I know nobody's talking about DJ Wagner, <laughs> reclassifying but if he puts up if he's going to do what he did in this first ybl session that is telling the nation i am ready for high level basketball um so but I, nobody's talking about him reclassifying mm-hmm. so it's probably not worth even even bringing up but in the portal right now I, I think i default to terrence shannon from what i've seen just such a safe option in terms of you're getting a good defender it pretty much locks up having a good defensive team, which I think UK was just an okay defensive team for the most part this past season. And then he shot like what, 42% from three or 39% from three. Good enough for me, I say. So he's the one that I would say bring on board at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. there's nobody that's wowing me, but yes, DJ Wagner, let's make it happen. A texter says, um, Megan Rooney here, tell Scoots I'm single, so he's probably not interested. <laughs> <laughs> the four follower Megan Rooney. Another Megan Rooney here. Keep my name out your filthy mouth, TJ. <laughs> A texture says Calmobile just shoots out signed basketballs. That's funny. Oh, no dimples on it. Gotta be the they're, they're just like breaking windows in neighborhoods. It's one of those cannon guns that shoot out like 30 in, you know, a matter of just seconds. TJ, last week you said you're a week away from feeling nervous about the roster. With the Oscar quote-unquote news, it seems like things are positive, but the transfer portal seems good but not great. You think it's portal or bust, or is there some other high school kids uncommitted that is a take for UK? Well, we just kind of addressed that. Um, I, I don't High school, not that I've seen, but again, I don't follow that stuff as closely as I used to, so maybe there is this hidden gem that UK can steal. 
But in terms of like making a big impact on this year's team, maybe a few projects by March that could be something special. But I'm thinking more strictly transfer portal, unless there, of course, there's a reclassification and then there's plenty of good options there. But um, it seems like it's going to be transfer portal or bus. And secondly, I'm not nervous because we've gotten we've gotten stuff happening. Uh, Brooks has left. Oscar, you're starting to hear more positive things about. Um, you're starting to – it's still confusing, but it's at least a little bit clear. So I'm not panicking just yet, um, but, I, but I, I do feel solid about UK being able to put together a good team for next year's roster. Serious question, do you guys listen to KSR? If so, how much? I try to listen to all shows around town at least a little bit, um, but I do my appointments in the morning, so I, I can never really listen to a full two hours. But in between appointments, it, it gets flipped around with other sports stations around town. Uh, obviously, I'm always trying to tune into the Big X. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I just listen to music, too, for being Yeah, honest. I'm usually – this is uh, – I try to get as much work done before lunch as possible. It's just when I'm in my grind mode. I'll yeah. jack up on caffeine. I think I think uh, some goobers are radio hosts that are like, "Well, can you like thanks for listening, pal." It's like you are in the same industry as us. Like we should, if anything, you know, like support <laughs> one another and hope people listen to radio regardless of where it is. Or listen uh, and critique it and call them stupid. Yeah, call them a dumb dumb head. Yeah, Strebel, you dumb dumb head. Well, radio wars. Big portion of this fan base wants Mitch to scold Cal or something weirdos. Yeah, I think they like want Mitch to give him a spanking. Which is it's just so strange. Some people in this fan base, but fear not, the drama is not all it's cracked up to be. Rarely is, and everything's going to be okay. All right, everybody, have a good day. Um, Justin, you should send some people some MLB winners for us. <laughs> yeah, the ones I sent yesterday were real great. I think I went one of five. I'm not sending you all them anymore. For what it's worth, Justin, I'm probably not going to make my like go on and. I will only place baseball bets when I'm in Southern Indiana. I'm not going to go out of my way to go to Southern Indiana, but yesterday was a loser day for you. Oh, it was awful. As bad as it could get. Real shame. I'm also one of those two. If I tell people my bets, I feel like they're more likely to lose. Yep. So agreed. I kind of, I think everybody kind of feels that way to some, (laughs) some extent. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts in the show. You all are the best. We'll be back tomorrow. Wacky Wednesday edition of Kentucky roll call.